The Gospel reading this morning is from the book of Luke, chapter 8, verse 26 through 39. Then they arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under constant guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there were on the hillside a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swine herd saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man for whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man for whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. Would you please join in singing hymn number 470? I uh, got a call from Curtis to ask me to stand in while he's back to the Baptist stampede back there in Kansas City. I uh, hope things are up to date back there. And uh, I said, I'll try. And he said, good. And Dennis will call you. And uh, now Dennis, or Curtis rather, has a series going in Galatians. And I didn't want to barge into there and upset anything he has in mind. So I asked him, what does the lectionary offer up? And, and uh, Dennis said, Luke 8, where Jesus heals the man with demons. Well, I must admit, I'm not heavy into demonology. The closest I came was when a former pastor contrived with my ex-wife to have me receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the, uh, I thought I had already had the Holy Spirit, but they thought I needed some more. So they took me to a the big doings at the Palomar Theater in downtown Seattle. Now, the Palomar Theater is the, is the great theater, or was anyway, 
some, something like the the Rockefeller uh, Rockettes, where they they dance and that stuff. They had a big organ in there and a big show all the time going on. It was really quite good to leave the big the farm to go to the big city and see the show at the Palomar. Man, what a show they put on there that night. They were casting out demons. They were talking in tongues. They were jumping over the seats and running back and forth on the top of the seats. I didn't see that again until I saw the play Hair when all those guys joined hands and went back across the thing. Well, I couldn't take it, so I walked out. And it didn't take on me either. So in 50 years of ministry, I'm, I, I, I have never preached on this passage. So when it comes to demons, you may say safely that I don't know what I'm talking about. But I read a book in psychology one day. And uh, I had a professor who said in class, I, I don't believe in demons or fairies, but if you do, I'm willing to talk about your demons and fairies. If they're a part of your reality, I must take them seriously. So here goes, Ellis has taken your demons seriously. Jesus had a busy week over there on, uh, in his ministry in Galilee. It was a busy week, as I had written down in the woe-begone Sea of Galilee, Lots of teaching, lots of preaching, lots of sniping from the Pharisees and the scribes who made it their business to make sure that Jesus didn't do any good thing that got, didn't get punished. And so he says to his merry band of disciples, let's get out of here. Let's go to the other side of the lake. And we know the story. The afternoon that uh, the wind came up, like it does in most of these uh, inland lakes and so forth. And uh, the, the white cap skirt, Jesus was asleep. And uh, the water in Peter's boat was beginning to, begin to, the boat was beginning to take water so that all the, uh, the disciples had wet pants. They all uh, asked Jesus to wake up who did and quite quickly uh, shut down the wind and, and the white caps flattened out. And they said, what kind of guy is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? And I would have to admit parenthetically here, I probably would have puked the whole way over from Galilee over to that side. But when they got to the other side, Jesus steps out of the boat into the presence of a man with no clothes on. Now, what would your action be? You probably would say, yikes, or start laughing like crazy. But here he is, homeless. And he falls down and shouts, what do you have to do with me, Jesus? Now, do you notice a little bit of a disconnect here? He doesn't want to see Jesus. So what's he doing? What do I have to do with you? except he needs to see Jesus. Son of the Most High, don't torment me. And out of that, one can assume. And just imagine that he's had lots of beatings, lots of teasings, lots of contempt, and lots of torment from those swineherds.
Jesus asks him, What is your name? My name is Legion. Now, Legion is about 6,000 soldiers. My name is Legion. And here it is. He has a momentary glimpse of sanity, saying, I've got so many identities, I don't know who I am. I am that sick. The demons don't want to leave the man because they, they don't want to go back to the abyss. Now, I haven't studied demonology that much, so I don't know what the abyss is, but anyway, it must be a place where the demons go. The demons rather would want to go into the swine. So Jesus says, okay with me, go ahead, I don't eat pork anyway. <laughs> so the pigs, the pigs stampede, pig stampede over, over the cliff uh, into, into the lake. And from that I further gathered that evidently the, the demons don't know how to swim. They don't tread water. But please allow me to digress. Animals pick up on things a lot quicker than humans do. I've seen it many times. I had a brother who must have smelled really bad because every time he came onto the farm, our bulls went nuts. Maybe he smelled like an alpha bull. I don't know what he smelled like. Well, I do know what he smelled like, and it wasn't very good. Well, the bulls would beller and paw and snort, and pretty soon the cows would get restless and start milling around, thinking that they are in danger, I suppose. And I've seen them stampede, and it isn't very fun fixing up the fences that they break through or fixing up the wounds that they gather going through that barbed wire. So I told my beloved brother, get the H out of here before these cows go nuts. So back to the story. Pigs like to root. And you've seen wild pigs with those big tusks. They're pretty awesome. Those tusks are for defense for sure, but they're for digging out roots. And you say, what? That's desert country. There's, there, the, the, there's nothing out there. Oh, yes, there is. There's lots of roots underground in desert country. And if you don't believe it, go to St. George in March when all those flowers, desert flowers and cacti are blooming. Well, even, t even today, the French, I'm told, use pigs to find mushrooms. Leave it to the French. My hunch is that the man knew the pigs pretty well, and he probably followed them to get the roots to eat. He probably ate right out there with those pigs. The pigs were accustomed to having him around. And so when Jesus heals the man, the pigs sense the change. And my guess is that when the man is healed, he lets out a yell, something like, Hallelujah! The pigs spook and stampede over the cliff. Now the commentaries that I read about this suggest the man was a schizophrenic, had multiple personalities, and if the legion is how many he had, it really is, he's pretty bad off. But he's lost his sense of identity, his sense of pride, and his sense of purpose.
A lot of mental illness these days is attributed to demons. And that day, was almost everything was attributed to demons. And I suppose that handles a good bit of the demonology that we're talking about today. And uh, while I haven't put demonology completely to rest, I, I do think that uh, uh, things have changed, that a lot that we do not know uh, or did not know then was had an explanation of, of that sort of thing. Dr. Huckleberry once told me that uh, uh, the, uh, a lot of the diseases were, were uh, uh, now diagnosed and, and um, the, the, uh, well, the disease that has the erosion of the flesh and so forth. I can't, it doesn't come to my mind what it is right now, but what is it? Leprosy, Leprosy yeah. Dr. Huckleberry said leprosy probably covers a whole host of diseases that, that were rampant back in those days. Likewise, we see this uh, healing of this demoniac and, and uh, uh, maybe there are a lot of other things that were subsumed under that. But something still gnaws in the back of my mind because I think we may have new demons. Demons named methamphetamine and spice. Date rape drugs. Mass killings in schools. Suicide bombers. People that are just so very, very angry all doing the same things as the demon of Jesus' day did to the demoniac, robbing a people of identity, a sense of right and wrong, and of hope and purpose. And it's costly beyond belief. In Jesus' day, it cost a whole herd of pigs so that the swineherds didn't have any sausage to sell to the Romans. Did it ever occur to you, you know, what, what are those pigs doing over there uh, if, if the Jews didn't eat pork? Well, the Romans were in there, and you know how Italians like sausage. And so that's what they were doing. In our day, we, we, we can't begin to count the damage, the carnage, the loss of life and money. Losses in terms of self-worth and family. And many mental health professionals are just as mystified as they were in Jesus' day. And while we can't blame demons for everything, we have to admit that there's a lot going on that's just plain demonic. Lord, help us. Mary Magdalene had six demons. Ben Franklin, for example, wrote the Constitution of the United States that is so revered. Didn't give his wife a compliment, let alone a glass of water. Thomas Jefferson, who wrote, All men are created equal, kept slaves till the very end of his life. Leo Tolstoy, a Christian thinker, treated his family shabbily even to the day of his death. 
Karen and I had a friend in Idaho, had friends in Idaho. The husband and wife were pastors. Dennis knows them, knew them. His wife suffered from, from um, schizophrenia all the days of his life, or her life. She was a joyful, charismatic one minute, and with a smile on her face could cut people down with cruel comments. Seemed one occasion she was really demon-possessed. They're both gone now. But what a horrible, horrible life they lived. I want to say something just very simply here and very, very much to the point. We all know someone whose life is bound by depression, anger, addiction, habit, who have lost a sense of self. This demoniac, I don't know who I am, my name is Legion, didn't know right from wrong, didn't wear any clothes, didn't have any sense of purpose or any joy in his life, a sense of self. We all know someone in this kind of circumstance. They're in our families. They're all around us in town. And what I want for us, while we're small in number than we usually would be here, is to take a few moments to just fix in our mind the name and maybe the visage of somebody in you know our families or in our communities or in our neighbors in our neighborhood we've got a young fellow just right next door to us who's in jail waiting to go to trial he was uh, he was born with uh, a demon very very bad hearing and he's not been able to make an adjustment to life and he's been in and out of jail. He's waiting for, for trial now for some very serious charges. I can't say that, that I've been all that much of an encouragement to him. I, uh, I have uh, sometimes been abusive myself because he has been so stupid. But these kinds of people, they're out there. And their name is Legion. And they need our help. They need our prayers. So let's take a few moments to pray for those who are hung up, those who are addicted, for those who've lost their sense of life and caring. Let us pray. The psalmist says, This is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us repent. Let us repent. For our attitudes toward those who are, for one reason or another, difficult for us to accept or understand. We pray for those, and in our minds we attach a name right now. 
Lord, we ask your blessing upon this person, these persons. We ask, O oh God, that by your grace and by your mercy you will undertake as they struggle with those things that hold them down in life. Give them strength and give them comfort. And give those caregivers, those aunts and uncles, those who, who are bleeding and hurting for them, give them also that extra measure of strength and love and understanding. Lord, there are awesome things happening in our culture because people hate so very violently, so very deeply, that they take up weapons and just indiscriminately shoot. We ask, O oh God, that you will rebuke those demons, that you will cause them to, to lay down those arms or get rid of them before they use them. We ask, O oh God, for those who, who are wanting to pick up the needle, help them to, to forego this, this next shot. We ask, Heavenly Father, where there is anger that would lead to violence, we ask that you would stay the hand of those who would raise them in, in, in anger. Lord God, we can do so little but to pray. But Lord, we are praying. And Lord, we know that you love your children, all of them. So please, O oh God, act in their behalf. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.